two white Bengal tigers that were held in captivity for over two years at a residential property in Boxburg were set free on Tuesday, 20th February. Uh, they were sedated and transported to Isindile Big Cat and Predatory Sanctuary in uh, Forestburg, Free State. Joining us to discuss this in more detail, we have co-founders Ansa and David Gerber on the line. Uh, good afternoon and welcome to the program. Good afternoon. Hi, good afternoon. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate your time. Perhaps, uh, Ansa, you could begin by telling us uh, or giving us more detail about the circumstances surrounding uh, you know, this, uh, tiger, these tigers' lives in captivity. Why were they being held in a residential building? And what was the purpose of keeping them? And what were the conditions like uh, where they were living? Um, yeah, these tigers were actually kept as pets. Um, in Gauteng, you do not need a special permit to keep exotic animals, and tigers are classified as exotic animals, to keep them as pets. So these owners had them, um, as, if I remember correctly, it was since 2021. They've had them since they were um, three, four months old. And they were just kept there in the backyard. And also there was a small inside room where apparently they were kept at, um, at night. Yeah, so then earlier in this year, in January, around about, yeah, end of January, uh, Bruce Van Dieker from the NSPCI Wildlife Unit contacted us and asked us if we are able to take these two tigers which we, we immediately said, yes, yeah, no problem, we can, we can assist. Um, they were surrendered by the owner to the Boxburg SPCA, who then surrendered them to NSPCA Wildlife Unit. So we then put everything in motion, got the permit. Um, in the free state, we need permits to have them at our sanctuary. So we got our import permit, and um, on the 20th, of February, Dr. Peter Colville was the attending vet. He sedated them and then we transported them back here to Isindili and that same afternoon we released them. Okay, so uh, w what was, uh, you know, uh, the reason why uh, or how did the NSPCA become aware of these tigers and uh, when the owners uh, surrendered them to the NSPCA, uh, what was the reason for that? Um, yeah, these tigers were actually in the news in 2021 because they are, um, the house where they were kept is next to a nursery school. And in 2021, the children playing outside saw the uh, young tiger peeping at them over the fence. So that is how the NS or the Boxburg SPCA became aware of these two tigers. But because it's not illegal for them to keep these uh, pets, they um, nothing could be actually done to them. There's no no legal steps that you can take against that. Um, they are permitted to do that. They are allowed. There's no problem with keeping these pets, tigers as pets. So yeah. Um, Apparently, the owners are separating and they contacted NSPCA to find a sanctuary for these two tigers. That's how they ended up with us. David, how did the tigers react when they were finally introduced to the new environment at the sanctuary? Um, yeah, it's quite interesting. I mean, if you think that they have 
spent the entire life in a residential area uh, behind a, a pretty large wall, sleeping inside the house at night time. So typical of, um, of, of these sort of uh, situations, there's a little bit of uh, uncertainty when they released them into a completely new environment. Um, but they, they did the typical things. They, they ran out of the crate into the, into the enclosure, find themselves a little bit of bush, uh, some, some cover, uh, because obviously they're quite uncertain. But uh, very quickly they, they settled down, in particular the female. Um, she uh, has become very, very relaxed in the new environment. And I think from our side, just absolutely remarkable to see them the first night actually sleeping outdoors, outside, under the African skies, um, waking up early the next morning to the sound of, of jackals calling on the property and uh, the sun rising. You know, so very, very emotional and, and, and really fantastic to see, to see that happen. Um, you know, it's amazing how quickly their natural instincts, again, notwithstanding the fact that they have spent the entire life habituated living as pets, doesn't take long and they start, uh, start acting like uh, tigers out in the wild with you. Yes. Uh, and so in terms of these tigers and the fact that they, uh, you know, spend their entire life uh, uh, in a residential area, uh, what are, uh, compared to normal tigers, how do you classify them? Would you say they're overweight? And what could be possible reasons for that? Is that harmful? Uh, how do you gauge what is a healthy tiger? And, you know, uh, so on that particular line, you know, how, how are they being fed and what were they being fed and what sort of food will they be getting now? Um, yeah, while they were kept as pets, they were fed twice a day, um, according to what we could find out from the owners. They were fed chicken and beef or red meat. Um, clearly, they, were, um, they, they received too much food. They are very overweight. Um, so our veterinarian, Dr. Peter Caldwell, who did the sedation, he actually estimated that the male tiger might be as much as 110 kilograms overweight. Um, that is due to the, the poor diet or the incorrect diet and also a lack of exercise because they were kept in such a small room and a small uh, backyard, they couldn't um, get proper exercise, not enough room to play, to run. So that actually did contribute to this terrible um, overweight condition they are in. So what we will now have to do is to slim them down gradually. We can't just overnight cut their food um, in half and just or just keep uh, fasting and feed only once or twice a week. We will now have to give smaller portions so yeah, um, at Isandile, we give them, they are mainly fed beef um, and they are fed um, like you would kind of like a wild tiger to eat. They get a, a piece of the carcass. We weigh every single portion of meat we give to the animals. They are fed um, on the bone and then they just get their portion, they take it into the bush or wherever they prefer to eat and they would then just lie there and enjoy their meal and even chew on the bone, which is really good for them. Yeah, and 
being so overweight is really, really um, harmful to their um, health. They, it places a lot of pressure and stress on their organs. And according to Dr. Caldwell, um, at this age, they are now three years old, um, then what happens is that they do develop cancer as well. Lymphoma is apparently the first thing that, one of the cancers that they tend to develop because they are so severely overweight. And um, yeah, don't get proper nutrition and proper exercise. But now that they are on a proper diet, we can actually prevent all these things to happen to them. So we can prevent the organ failure and the cancer. Mm -mm. David, tell us more about the rescue of the young Bengal tiger from Pakistan. Yeah, so it's been quite an exciting time at Eastern Delhi because um, roundabout, obviously in the case of an international rescue, uh, it takes a lot longer. So with the Boxburg Tigers, it was literally a few weeks and they were here. Uh, in the case of the Bengal Tiger, um, we were contacted by Derek Milburn from the Aspinall Foundation almost a year ago. And, um, and once again there, we were more than happy and very excited to be able to offer him a home. So, you know, with, with international rescues, there's uh, a lot of CITES permits that are required from, from the export country, the import permits. Um, there's a lot, of, a lot of legislation that goes into place. Um, there's obviously uh, one needs to be able to, um, to get him from Pakistan to South Africa. So understandably quite a long process. But uh, yeah, also literally a week before we uh, went up to fetch the, um, the, the Boxburg Tigers, we were at O.R. Tambo to, to welcome him to South Africa. And um, yeah, he's a very different case to, to the two Boxburg Tigers. He's, uh, um, he had a very uh, tough beginning to life. Um, he was caught up in, in let's say, in the, 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 the pet trade. Um, and uh, uh, apparently when they discovered him, he had sort of, multiple bone fractures, mainly as a result of malnutrition. So once again, uh, through the Aspinall Foundation, um, Dr. Peter Caldwell was, uh, was contacted and he put a, a very specific diet in place and remarkably over a period of months, this little, little tiger made a pretty good recovery. Um, so he's here, he's a very gentle boy. He is loving. Uh, he was very well taken care of while they were nurturing back to health, but understandably he was being kept in a in an old zoo type of environment. So once again, a small enclosure. Yeah, he's he's a big enclosure, and um, you know he's uh, really really enjoying um, you know this area to be to be here and have the freedom to move around. Uh, his diet is also being. Mm. Uh, tailor-made for his uh, circumstances here, you know. So, uh, yeah, that was a joint venture. It was between uh, the Espinal Foundation, ourselves, and um, on the other side, Islamabad Wildlife Management Board and Second Chance Wildlife were responsible for taking care of him for nearly a year before he got to South Africa. Fantastic work by yourself, Ansa and David. Thank you very much for chatting to us and uh, sharing the insight and sharing the stories with us. We appreciate your time and all the best. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Go on. Bye-bye. Bye. So we...
been talking about the Boxburg Tiger Rescue and other Tiger Rescues and uh, focused this afternoon with regards to uh, how these big animals are supposed to be taken care of.